Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Chichester Festival Theatre podcast. We'll be chatting through everything from Festival 2018 to the backstage crew and beyond. I'm George Bailey and I will be your host for this series. Joining me will be a whole bunch of incredible guests in interviews, chats and other fun segments. So sit back, relax and enjoy what we have in store for you. Joining me now, I've got Anna Mould, the Community and Heritage Officer, who works at CFT. You've been there for how long now, Anna? Uh, I started in September, September, so about five, six months. Five, six months? And how's that been? It's been great. I've absolutely yeah. loved it. It's exceeded all expectations. It's been challenging, but really interesting. It's gone very quickly. There are times that I feel like I've been here five minutes, and there's times that I feel like I've been here all my life. But <laughs> it's great. I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Good. So um, today I just want to chat about the heritage of mm-hmm. CFT and a bit of the history of more for my interest than anything else. We've spoken a bit about your job. What part of your job do you enjoy the most? I mean, I've always been very much interested in history. I studied history at university. Um, I've also always been interested in drama and theatre. So I grew up around here as a member of the youth theatre. So it's great having a heritage role within theatre and really emphasising the importance of continuing to learn about our history, uh, continuing to research and educate other people on our history and how important that is in present day and to reflect on what we do. It's always very important to kind of feel that connection to the past and studying history I often got asked you know what's the point, what's the point in studying the past that's already happened but there is a definitely definite strong link to how we do things today. Nice. Um, Because that was what I was about to ask you is that, you know, what kind of, why is it important to to look into all the history and things nowadays? Can you elaborate on that anymore? Like, why is it important that we make sure that we hold that history dear to our hearts? There's a book that I read and basically one of the kind of opening lines was, the past is a mirror to the future. That's a good line. Yeah, so kind of in the broader sense, probably not so much relating to what we do here, but with history you've always kind of got to go back and see how things are done and see how things develop in order to move forward and understand how does how does our role fit in present day context what are the reasons why things are happening now and within theatre you know with the announcement of the current season actually going back and looking at the the founding ideas behind this theatre from all the creators involved and actually how far we have come and actually showing context of okay, this is how we started, this is what we started from, and look where we are now. We've got this wonderful, huge season, we've got a huge education department, so many different departments across the theatre where so many things are going on. But it's because of the original ideas of these people in the early 60s that we're here today. So kind of recognising why we're here and providing context to the work you do and why is it why it is important. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm off a little bit. <laughs> no, it's fantastic, um, answer, yeah. And especially in a, in a building like this, in an organisation like this, it's, it's such a nice journey, I think, as well, mm-hmm, um, of the brief history that I know yeah. of it, which I'm hoping to learn more about today. Yeah. Bringing us on quite nice, actually, to that link is, um, do you want to give us a kind of brief rundown, if you can, of, yeah. of CFT That's history? fine. We'll, we'll do a bit of a fast track. Yeah, a, little, um, yeah, like a, <laughs> a sped up version. Yeah, so the theatre opened in 1962, and it was founded by a man named Leslie Evershed Martin. He was a retired optician and ex-mayor of Chichester um, and had absolutely no professional theatre experience whatsoever. So he's definitely got a wonderful, he's a wonderful story to tell. So yeah, he opened the theatre in 1962 and he was inspired to open the theatre from the Stratford Festival Theatre in Canada. Uh, This was a very similar 
theatre to Chichester. It had a thrust stage, it was big concrete structure and he absolutely loved it and once he found out that that town in Canada had a very similar population size and demographic to that of Chichester he kind of thought well if they can have one there then why can't we have one here um, so the idea was born from from that really um, and then it developed he brought on architectural duo Paolo Moya uh, who were very well-known architects at the time for their designs in social housing but this was their first commercial building so it was similarly a huge challenge for them and they designed the building. It's a brutalist building. So with that in mind, they followed a variety of design principles, but basically trying to promote honesty and inclusivity into the building. Um, and when the building was first opened, um, there was no public funding available. So all the money was raised for by the community. There was a shop in Chichester by the cross where you could buy a bag of cement to go into the building. And a lot of parties and raffles and carnivals and events were run to raise money for the theatre. From its inception, it really was a community theatre. Everyone's very invested. The thrust stage that I think we're probably renowned for was pioneered by Royal Shakespeare Company director Tyrone Guthrie. And he was the artistic director actually at the theatre in Canada. And he loved the intimacy such staging created between the audience and the action on stage. So he came on board at Chichester. And obviously our first artistic director was Laurence Olivier, which many people could probably assume that kind of changed everything, kind of really put us on the map. Arguably the most famous actor and director in the world at that time and still very much highly regarded today. And his work in those early seasons before he moved on to the national really was quite pioneering in what he was able to do on a thrust stage. Because the idea with the thrust stage is that you shouldn't have extravagant sets, really, because we didn't have a scene dock, so everything was kind of lifted up onto the stage. But he had these really extravagant sets for Uncle Vanya with ceiling-high timber beams and big archways, so he was able to do a lot on the stage. It must have been tough for that scene dock. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a really funny video of them changing sets, and it's literally like lifting it on this very complicated system of ramps and pulleys up onto the stage. And it's just, it's just hilarious. It's, technical crew trying to get it on but yeah very difficult the Minerva Theatre opened in 1989 and that influence for opening the Minerva Theatre was from a studio tent that was opened in the park during the 80s um, and this kind of staged a lot of more alternative theatre um, new writing some cabaret shows it was a bit more of a relaxed environment but it was very popular people loved it um, in the same way of how popular the Minerva Theatre is now and over the years, obviously, I mentioned that there was no scene dock in the early years. Um, and that was because when we first opened the theatre, Bear Essentials came first. So we only had the foyer, the auditorium and space under the stage for very simple dressing rooms. And so over the years, extensions were added. So the first set of extensions was in 1967. Um, but over the years, as extensions were added, obviously, they weren't all added at the same time. There were different materials. There was different financial restraints. Um, so with these extensions, it became very jumbled backstage. So as the years went on, it became a, a bit of a maze to get around backstage. So in 2012, we went under the huge restoration project called Renew. Um, and that kind of got us to this beautiful building now where we're able to do wonderful things both on and off the stage. Um, and our capabilities are so much more advanced now, which is wonderful. Um, and that kind of brings us up to present day it's mm, good I mean it is a gorgeous story like I mean mm. coming from it you know where it started with you know, yeah absolutely optician Leslie Martin, <laughs> um, to where we are now with Daniel Rachel and everyone in between and I, I think it is a, it is a cracking story yeah. for a theatre um absolutely. you personally 
Yeah. What's your favourite part of the heritage? As you've already mentioned, like it is a lovely story. And I think the reason that story is so lovely is because of Leslie Eversham Martin. And I just absolutely loved that, you know, he loved the theatre. He opened the Chichester Players in 1933, the Amateur Dramatic Society. But actually on a professional level, he had absolutely no professional theatre experience. He, you know, was an optician and the, the ex-mayor of the town, but actually opening this theatre that would probably become such an integral part to Tishita's identity, it, it just shows how much you can overcome if you have a good idea. And he got the idea from just watching a television programme with his family in 1959. And that one day kind of changed the entire town. And I think it's wonderful that he was inspired so much to actually see it through and be committed. And I think it's a really wonderful story to show that, you know, Always stick to what you believe in and you never know what can happen. Coming on to audiences, since the first season, all those many years ago, what do you think has changed in what they kind of want to see and, and how they kind of view theatre now? I think there's always been an audience demand for shows here at Chichester. Obviously in our first season we had three shows. <laughs> it's a big contrast to what we've got this season. I think what the opening of the Minerva Theatre, I think, says, and the success of the Minerva Theatre, as well as the Festival Theatre, is that audiences want to be inspired and want to see a variety of shows. And they, they kind of want more of that variety. So with the first season, you've got the chances, Uncle Vanya and Broken Heart, you know, a wonderful season, but not massively contrasting. Whereas now we've just got this wonderful season that I think we can all agree has something for everybody. So I think people really want to see something new and people are loving new writing. So that's something that's quite new as well. I think previously audiences, you know, want to go see a show where they recognise the writer and recognise certain names. But now I think people are really responding very positively to new writing. I mean, the success of Quiz last season, I think, really demonstrates that as well as kind of having these greats as well. So I think people want to come and see the unexpected. I'm not meaning to quote Beauty in the Beast. <laughs> um, and that's really lovely. And I think there's still that kind of feeling of what people want from the very first season. You know, people want to come and see something really amazing. They want to see something excellent. And I think people have always been able to expect that on this, at this theatre with whoever's been in charge. Um, yeah, it is such a high standard, isn't it? Yeah, uh, just absolutely. Production, you, know, you know that it's going to be... And so, so that has been throughout the kind of... Yeah. The history of CFT. Absolutely. So, now, I thought we'd come on to a little, like, fun little tidbit. Um, so, it's, a, it's kind of tying in with Quiz from last year. <laughs> yep. And also 40 <laughs> years on from last year. Okay. It's a bit of a history quiz. Okay. Um, and I know that you knew about this before because I asked you to prepare some questions. Yes, you did. Have you done that? I have prepared questions. Then we're good to go. So the way this game is going to work is we're going to ask each other a history question. Yeah. We've got five seconds each to answer and we get a point if we get a question right. And then the winner at the end yeah, is the winner at the end. Uh, is so we get a prize? I'm working on it. Um, maybe <laughs> at the moment it's just pride, but it's you know just, well, the prize is pride. Yeah, the prize is the pride of knowing that you you knew the history better than the other person. How embarrassing if you win! It's gonna be yeah. <laughs> I won't. There is no way on earth. But you know, it's, it's fun. It's good, right? So okay. um, let's play Fifty Six Years On with Anna Mould. Here we go. Okay. Question one for you, Anna. 
You've already answered this in our interview today, so um, what were the three shows in the original festival season back in 1962? It was The Chances, Uncle Vanya and Broken Heart. Correct. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. okay. Hit me. I've actually already said this. Okay. <laughs> so which theatre originally inspired Leslie Evershed Martin to build a thrust community theatre in the Cathedral City of Chichester? The, the Stratford Fe Festival Theatre. Yes. yes. Perfect. <laughs> Question number two comes okay. straight out of you, Anna. Who was the third artistic director of CFT? Keith Michelle. Yes. Question number two. Which opposing development plan for Oakland's Park caused the greatest strain on the theatre campaign in 1962? <laughs> I was about to say, renew. That's not <laughs> no, right. no, George. I have no idea. What is it? A swimming pool. What? A swimming pool. They were going to build a swimming pool on the site originally. That was the opposing plan for the theatre. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's a good little fun. I'm going to use that. Cool. Right. It's good, isn't it? Fun fact. Yeah, it's very fun good. facts with Anna. Question number three okay. for you, Anna. Which artistic director was in the role for just a year? Was it A, Peter Dews, B, Derek Jacobi, or C, John Gale? I want to say John Gale. I'm afraid it's Derek Jacobi. Really? Yeah, Derek Jacobi was only in the role for a year. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting confused because I think he's performed in quite a few stuff. Question number three. Chichester Festival Theatre was the first thrust stage to be built in the UK for over 400 years. Who was a prominent Royal Shakespeare Company director behind this for revival? Laurence Olivier. No, I've already <laughs> said this, George. RSC. Royal Shakespeare Company director. Director. I'll give you a clue. He was yeah. also artistic director at the theatre in Canada. And I've already said his name. I don't One. know. Tyrone Guthrie. Tyrone Guthrie. Tyrone. <laughs> okay, right, scores on the doors. Anna, you got two. <laughs> I've got one. Question number four. Okay. Coming right at you. Why did Theatre in the Park happen and what year did it take place? Theatre in the Park. Theatre in the Park. It happened because the theatre was closed because of Renew. Yep. That's half point. Theatre in the Park. Sorry. 2013, wasn't it? 2013, it was. Well done. I've already said this. Okay. So it's. You've said this Now we'll find if you're listening. Okay. What was our founder, Leslie Evershed Martin's, previous occupation prior to opening of Chichester Festival Theatre in 1962? An optician. Yes, what else was he? Bonus point. Uh, what else was he? Yeah. A, a man. Well, I don't, I literally have no clue. <laughs> he used to be the mayor. Oh, the mayor, I knew that one. <laughs> I didn't, clearly. Well, I did, I remember you saying that, sorry. Okay, five. question five. Okay. Question five, Anna. What was the first production staged in the Festival Theatre after the Renew Project's completion in 2014? First production, Amadeus. Amadeus, you are right. Fourth point. What you got for me? Um, what Chichester-based amateur dramatic society did Leslie Evershed Martin set up in 1933? The Festival Players. Yes. Yes. Uh, no. No. What? It's not the Festival. Is it? I'll give no? you the point. What town are we in? No, the Chichester Players. There we go. I'll... I'm having it. I'm having it. <laughs> Question number six. Which of these famous actors has not been involved with any CFT productions okay. ever? A. John Hurt. B. Felicity Kendall. Or C. Alec Guinness. I want to say John Hurt. John Hurt's the correct answer. That surprises me. But Alec Guinness has done a lot more than just perform. He's done a lot here. He's done a lot. Question number six. In what year did the Minerva Theatre premiere its first season? 1989. Yes, well done, George. How many times has Penelope Keith performed at CFT, Ooh. including 2018? I want to say eight. 
Eight is correct. Is it? Eight is correct, yeah. On what date mm-hmm. did Chichester Festival Theatre open its doors? Was it April? No. June. June. June the 6th, 1962. Yes. Do you know why that's so important, George? Why is that? Because June the 6th is my birthday. Oh, there we go. Mm. Happy birthday. Thank then. you. At the moment, I know you're a point ahead. Ooh. Right, final question. Okay. It's a big one. Many Shakespeare's have been performed at CFT, but which one of these has never been performed? Oh, okay. A, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. B, Hamlet. C, Merchant of Venice. Or D, Othello. Othello has. Okay. I don't know what Hamlet has. I'll be very surprised if it hasn't. Merchant of Venice and Midsummer. Merchant of Venice, I think, has. I want to say Hamlet. Hamlet is correct. Am I? Yeah, Hamlet is correct. I was shocked to, to see that there had never been a performance of Hamlet. Well, George, I think we should stage it. Last question, George. Who was the first woman to direct a production at Chichester? To direct a production? Yeah. Felicity Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have no clue. Um, Wendy Toy. Oh, I don't know. In 1975. That, that late? Yeah. Well, the scores on the doors, Anna, is that you beat me, basically. Um, cool. Um, um, your questions were hard. They were, but you still did well. You, I think you fulfilled your role. Thank you. As can I stay? Community and Heritage Officer, you can for the second part of the podcast. <laughs> um, so, okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. How do you personally think the theatrical vision, if you will, has changed between Laurence Olivier as the first artistic director um, and our current ADs, uh, Daniel and Rachel? So, I've already mentioned that kind of in the first seasons and in our early years we didn't have a scene doc Mm -hmm. and actually it was kind of predicted that we wouldn't have extravagant sets on the stage and we wouldn't we it just wasn't in our capacity to do that but Laurence Olivier having been used to performing in proscenium arch theatres or end on stages he transported he managed to put in this extraordinary set with high timbered beams big arch waves um, so boundaries of what can be done here have been pushed since day one. And I think that is still being done today with Daniel and Rachel's season. I think the success of 2017, you know, having staging Norman Conquest in the round um, was something that I think we didn't think would be possible. And we managed to make it possible as well as having to change three sets in one day. And I think, you know, moving into 2018, what they've got planned is incredibly exciting. You know, having the first family-friendly show within the actual festival season um, is incredibly exciting. And so I think the boundaries of what they can do here and what they want to do have always been pushed since day one. But I think now with the new building and with kind of new ideas towards theatre, it's very much being stretched even further of what we can do. And that's, they both have such a strong ambition for artistic excellence, both Olivia and Daniel and Rachel now. And I think particularly now as well, there's this really strong belief that theatre is for everybody. Um, And I think everyone here really believes that. And I think having the community theatre in the first place in 1962, having the community fundraise for the theatre actually being in the backbone of the building has really transcended in everything we do even today and I think that kind of community connection to the theatre is really wonderful and is something to be cherished and is quite unique and how 
local audiences continue to engage with our work, both far and wide, and really trying to encourage more people of all backgrounds to come to Chichester, I think is something to be preserved. And I think that comes from just the socially inclusive feel of the building, the way the foyer space is designed to be completely democratic, um, with no class systems in regards to different circles. This very democratic, inclusive space encourages a very inclusive way of mapping out a season, a way of um, mapping out our kind of outreach work as well. So it really does transcend throughout everything. And so there are definitely strong connections, but I just think what we're able to do now has just gone so much further than mm. I think we could have ever dreamed. Yeah. Um, which is wonderful. And so, yeah, what you were sort of saying about like kind of the values of yeah. community and the way that the kind of theatre is, is, is run. Yeah. Um, in terms of its outreach with audiences, even though it's changed artistically, yeah. would you kind of agree that the values have stayed the same, you know, in, in terms yeah. of the community? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we wouldn't be here without community support yeah. at all. So I think everyone appreciates that. And actually, people who love theatre and are involved in theatre want it to be re reached out to as many people as possible. Um, mm. So yeah, it definitely transcends into everything we do. Yeah. And one thing that CFT has always been kind of consistent at, I suppose you could say, um, across all its seasons, is kind of bringing in sort of, you know, big names and, and plays and, you know, huge, huge productions with, with great production values. Um, you know, we, we still talk about the famous productions, you know, you know, 56 years ago, like Uncle Vanya and things like that. What, what is the pull, do you think, of CFT that sort of makes it quite so appealing for these creatives to, to kind of come down and, and work with us? I think the staging, I think the, the thrust stage is really exciting place to work. I think the way our demountable stage now enables us to do so much. So designers wise, it's a bit of a dream for directors and designers to be able to do anything with that stage. I think as well, the way they're treated, it's a very friendly place. It's friendly theatre and just kind of the way everything's laid out. And I think because it's so renowned for being artistically excellent. People do want to come and work here because of the staging, both in the Festival Theatre and in the Minerva. People love the intimacy of that stage. But because of, I think, the such high calibre of those who came in the early years, I think it has really trickled down even to present day. It's also a nice place to come, you know, it's by the sea. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice um, town to be in. And it's just, yeah, I think the whole feel of it, and I think, you know, from a creative perspective, it's, you know, a wonderful place to be. It's renowned for the people who come and work here um, because of the wonderful staging. But, you know, socially, it's really warm and lovely place to be as well. So, Loving that. Um, and Anna, so one last question for you here. What makes Chichester, the festival theatre, um, quite so special in your eyes? What makes it so special? It's... Um, like, away from, you know, you can make it about history and the heritage if you'd like to, but you know, no, as an individual, what? Um, I think, for me, my personal experience with the theatre, so being a member of the youth theatre, um, and the success of the youth theatre productions is wonderful, but outside of the youth theatre, all the work it does with the community makes it, a wonderful special place to be that reaches out to so many people and it really does I think change the lives of a lot of people without sounding too cliche I'm so, sure you'd agree with me there George yeah. yeah the kind of emphasis on making theatre for all the people make it special 
Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Anna. It's been really lovely chatting to you and learning a bit more. And so you've got public tours coming straight up. So you, you can meet Anna face to face. I do have a face. <laughs> you do have a face, not just a voice. And we've got audio tours coming up so you can listen more to Anna's voice if you'd like. And with Festival 18 starting soon, there'll be plenty going on. So uh, she can fill you in on them in the uh, public tours. So Yeah, come on a tour. It's very exciting. Very exciting. It's great. Exciting. So yeah, thank you, Anna. Thank you so much, George. Thank you so uh, much, George. It's been great. You have been listening to the Chichester Festival Theatre Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please do follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Join me next time when I'll be speaking to CFT's literary associate, Kate Bassett, and other special guests, all about new writing. Thank you for listening.